Hi, you guys. It's episode 19 of the Who Actually Knows podcast. This is a special episode. I am recording from Lincoln Park. And if you guys listened to my last episode about moving to a new city, you guys will know that this is where I lived post-grad for a year before moving to LA. I am actually a five-minute walk from my old apartment, but I have a very special guest. So I'm very excited for you to listen to her talk about hormone health and hobbies in your 20s. And just to like chit-chat, we got connected through a mutual friend and we hit it off. We went, I was on a walk. I was on a hot girl walk when we were talking. <laughs> and we talked for 50 minutes and it flew, flew by. And so I knew that when I was coming to Chicago in a week that I had to have her on. And I'm really excited for you guys to meet her. Everyone, welcome Mary D'Angelo to the Who Actually Knows podcast. Hello. <laughs> so happy. I'm like literally smiling as if this isn't an audio media. <laughs> like, um, so happy to be here. And like Emma said, we feel like we hit it off and it was instant friends. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to chat and get into it. Yeah, me so too. Fun. I actually never like got connected through a mutual friend and then had like a phone call set up like that. That was like no, the first time where I. I just was like picked up the phone and was like, oh, hey. No, same. And that's why I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about you. That's why I was like, it's so formal. But like, what do you do? Like, who, like you know, like what's your background? What do you do for work? Because it's like we were strangers, but I don't know. It was like a weird setup, like over the phone. I'm like, do we FaceTime? Like, what yeah. Do do? I'm like, thank God we were not FaceTiming. I was no, sweating no. on my hour walk. No, it was so fun. And I feel like it worked out because then you came here and then like I'll go to LA and we'll, you know, then it's just like easy. But no, exactly. So you guys, I've been in Lincoln Park for two days, um, seeing my friend celebrating the 4th of July. And um, today is the 5th of July. And I'm getting ready to go to Syracuse, New York to see family. But like, as always, we're going to give you a little rundown of what's been going on. And with the guests, I mean, the guest has to go first. So Mary, I always tell the guests, like, what, like, how did you celebrate the 4th? What are you looking forward to? Give them a little piece of your life. Oh, boy. Well, you got me on like a very boring weekend, actually. (laughs) So... For the 4th, I actually didn't do a lot. It was super rainy here on Saturday and Sunday. Um, the one big thing I did do, I went to a Cubs game with my boyfriend on Saturday, which was fun. Um, and then yesterday and Monday, I just kind of went outside, went to a coffee shop, did some work, like nothing crazy. A lot of my friends were out of town. So I just took the like actual break that I had and just enjoyed it and tried to just be outside and not like a lot of times when I have breaks like that I like get in my head and I'm like oh my god like I'm not doing anything but just tried to actually enjoy the nothingness Mm -hmm. um so yeah that was fun I'm looking forward to I can't believe it's the fourth of July the fact that it's the year's half over no it actually stresses (laughs) me out so much (laughs) like I can't believe it um so I I don't know I feel like the summer's flying by I feel like I haven't even done anything (laughs) and it needs to just like to like time needs to stop for a sec yeah no I agree I was um walking home last night with my friends and we were like as kids you think of the fourth of Mm -hmm. July as like the end of summer because you start school in August so true or you go back to college in August Mm -hmm. so I feel like after the fourth of July you feel like you have a time bomb of like summer coming to an end and then there's like all this pressure um but I, I'm hoping with in L.A. the weather is going to be nicer. So yes. I have like a longer summer because we just started getting sun. Yeah, like here. coming here to Chicago. That's what everyone said. Everyone's yeah. like, 
oh my gosh, this is not like how the weather's been. Because over the weekend, we spent, or not over the weekend, yesterday for the 4th, we spent all day at the lake, like on oh, the stairs. So and it was so packed, bet, so busy. Yeah. It was, And everyone's like, yeah, this is like the first beach day that we've yeah. had. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just the luckiest girl then. Yes, yes. It really has been like the first week or so of like good summer weather. I feel like before that, it was like kind of rainy. And then like a week ago, we got... um the wildfire, all of the like smokiness. Oh yeah, so your guys' air quality was horrible. Yeah, the air quality was so bad, and then it was just like overcast for a few days. So it really has been like the temperature hasn't been bad. Like it hasn't been cold, but it was just not like summer, summer. So right. this, I feel like, and looking at the forecast, it's like eighties. So I'm like, okay, I feel like we're actually on a good track for July. You know? Yes. No. Definitely. Um. And where are you originally from? So I'm from Cleveland, a Midwest girl. Through and through. Um, we love through it. Through and through. <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs of Cleveland. I know people often will be like, did you grow up in the city? I'm like, no. Literally just a very ca- classic suburban home. Um, so grew up there and then went to Michigan for school. So also Midwest. And then I went to New York for three years post-grad. And I've been in Chicago for one year. So I'm four years post-grad post-grad now which is crazy um so went east coast for a little bit and then now I'm back here and it was in New York when you met Mitzi yes so funny story I actually met Mitzi um during college Michigan had like super long summers like we would be off of school all of May June July and August so like four full months and I Oh, like when I was younger, I like always knew I was like, I am getting out of Cleveland. Like I, nothing against it, but I was just like, I want like a big city. Mm -hmm. And I was like in college, I was like, I'm getting out of here. Like I'm going to intern in New York. And the first summer everyone was like, you're a freshman. Like you can't find an internship. And I was like, watch me. So I did. (laughs) And then after that, I went there every single year. And the second year, Mitzi was my roommate, my random roommate. So when you intern, like a lot of times... Um, a lot of people will go like the NYU dorms. They like rent them out, I guess, to interns for the summer. Um, so I did that the second year and Mitzi was like my random roommate. And so that's literally how we met and became friends and then just like stayed friends ever since. And she was at Stanford and I was at Michigan. Um, and then like every summer she would come back to New York or we would both go back to New York. And, um, the third year we never lived together but we were always just like best friends and then she moved there after school too and we just stayed really close so. yeah such a like fate moment we always say like crazy that we literally just at, met because of like NYU yeah I feel like that's so there's so many moments like that so post-grad many. where it's like oh okay this is great we'll just roll with it and then you become so close with someone it's crazy. um and I don't I think I might have skipped over you guys. Mitzi is our connection. She was the one who put us, um, who got us connected because she's in LA. And one of my friends, Gina, who's on the podcast, was like, you have to meet Mitzi. We went on a walk. And then Mitzi's like, you have to meet Mary. (laughs) Yeah, on the phone. So that is is the the big connection. Um, So shout out Mitzi. I hope you listen to this eventually. (laughs) I know. Honestly, it's so nice because – that is one thing and maybe we'll talk about this today like making friends as an adult is so underratedly hard yeah and like Mitzi and I always talk about making friends who are like us I guess like you know like Mitzi Mm -hmm. and I always were like so good of friends and just like 
connected beyond just like going out kind of friends or like you know like something less like situationally Mm -hmm. um like we like wellness and we like walking and all of the things that you know we do Mm -hmm. um and so like I feel like it's so hard once you're out of school and out of those situations where you're like forced to talk to people it's like how do you make new friends especially like moving to a new city and all of these things like like things that people don't talk like talk about ever (laughs) yeah and well that's like another thing of uh you said it well it's you know situations are like buckets of friends totally where if you are you know maybe meeting people who like are only going out like that's your like you're going out bucket of friends but it's also so important to lean in to meet friends like whether you're into health and wellness Mm -hmm. or like I met a girl through Pilates and now Mm -hmm. we're really close um and it's just so like you have to keep not like keep out a lookout for it, but just be open to just it. Be open. And yeah. I think that was a big thing for me when I lived in Chicago is I wasn't super open to it because I went to U of I. Mm-hmm. U of I is a feeder school from the Chicago suburbs. Totally. So then coming back to Chicago, I already felt like I had different groups or not different groups, but like a big group of people like already crafted for me. Right. And so I wasn't really challenging myself, like mm-hmm. meeting new people. I've definitely done that way more in LA and like have grown so much, mm-hmm. but it's like just the mindset about making friends of like, yeah. okay, you know what? I want to be open to it. Yeah. Um, cause I didn't need to move to a new city to do yeah. that. I could have done that in Chicago, totally. but I was sheltered and like totally closed my mind off to it in general. Yeah. I honestly think it's, I mean, I've only lived in New York in here, but Chicago, I don't know why it feels harder. And I feel like it is because of that. Like everyone already has their groups. Mm-hmm. Like when I moved here, there was like a pretty, like, you know, decent group of like friends from Michigan and then a few of them left. And then like now, like I just have whoever's left over, like <laughs> still here. But then like beyond that, I'm like, how am I supposed to meet other people? And mm-hmm. It's it's true. Like everyone already has. Like my boyfriend went to Miami of Ohio, so like again, huge feeder school. Like so many people um, come to Chicago, but it's the same thing. Like everyone already has their groups. Like everyone has their people. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's a particularly hard city to kind of find. Like you know, it's less transplant. Like L.A. and New York, so many people move there. Yes, you know? it, it is less transplant. Mm-hmm. Every everyone knew that I did meet in Chicago. Um, because I will say I feel like my my friends are great and then like their boyfriends know people from their school. Yeah, exactly. So everyone I met was like through a mutual friend. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. It was probably like in a going out situation, but to like to get closer to them, mm-hmm. you would have to find that common ground. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's also like one of the harder things and like we talked about this on the phone. It's mm-hmm. like, well, what is that common ground? Like what are your common interests? Because right. I think when you're post-grad and you're in your early 20s, mm-hmm. you don't know yet. That's like your yeah. 20s are your whiteboard. So when you're yeah. trying to find your common interest, it's sometimes people are like, well, what am I interested in? Like I'm Literally. so, you know, focused on balancing like who I Everything. am and making time yeah. for me and making time for my friends and my job and like, oh, okay, so I should also have a hobby. It's just mm-hmm. like on the laundry list of, of, of to-dos. To do. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And I feel like, I, like I remember you asked me you're like what are your hobbies like what do you like to do and I was like I don't know like do you consider walking a hobby like, for me yes <laughs> yeah, like I walk on the lake and I'll meet my friends and we like chat and walk yeah and like I always like joke like growing up like I work in fashion and growing up I was always like I loved fashion and like I joked but I was like shopping's my hobby like I just love shopping and now I think less about clothes but like I 
like brands and wellness and like trends almost mm-hmm. like I enjoy like getting to like figure those and like see what our new companies doing and like fun brands and like I don't know the latest thing in the wellness space like that's all like interesting but yeah it's like I don't know I don't go out I don't play any instruments like I feel like that's what you think of when you think of a hobby yeah I know well because I asked when we were on the phone I asked that question I was mm-hmm. like okay so what are your hobbies yeah. and I um I said it and I was like why did I ask that because <laughs> I know I hate when people ask me like my hobby like yeah so what do you do on your free time and then I'm thinking about it, I'm like I like try to think of like how to spend my free time is what I do in my free time you know but it's a good thing to like actually get to know someone because then like the little things like oh, okay we both walk and then it's like if we lived in the same city we'd be like oh like let's go you know like you get the little bits of what someone does say I feel like points to who they are and what they value and all of that exactly and people are actually doing more than they think so I don't so. think they're giving themselves like enough credit no you know because like walking is valuing health and wellness right you know and like me when I talk about the podcast it's like well I'm doing that because I really value connecting with people Mm -hmm. and there's so many different things whether it's like sports like you are connecting with people like through that or Mm -hmm. you know there's so many different ways and I think it's so important to have these hobbies or like I call them phases yeah I don't even call them hobbies and I've called them phases since college Mm -hmm. because I would go through you know maybe a reading phase I haven't read a book this year yet so yeah. like obviously I'm not in that phase not in anymore phase. phase has ended <laughs> literally or I'll get like infatuated with a country or mm-hmm. a food or like I was really into like everything Mediterranean mm-hmm. and I just like dove into it and at some points I was like wait this is so bad because I'm just like tiptoeing into a lot of different yeah, things no I'm the same way but I was thinking about it, especially when we were talking on the phone and then mm-hmm. after. I actually think it is very important. Yeah. You know, to like, like I said, your 20s are your whiteboard. Like you should find interest in a lot of different things. Right. What are some phases and like hobbies that you've had in your 20s? Oh, boy. So I think the first one I had that was like probably the most like, I don't know what the word to use is. Like when I moved to New York, or not, not when I moved, actually when I interned in New York. That was the first time I had actually, I feel like, forced myself to do something and go out of my comfort zone. It was like, the, I think it was the first summer, and I lived in the NYU dorms, and I knew one person in the city total, like this girl from my sorority who I was like friends with, but not like, I couldn't call up every single day and be like, what are we doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so one person in the entire city, and I had an internship. I was in a very, a very small clothing company, so I wasn't like meeting other interns, like nothing like that. And it was like so fun because, and scary, like it was very, it was like, I feel like a very pivotal life moment. And like my boyfriend always makes fun of me because he's like, you're so New York. Like you think you're so like, (laughs) oh, you love New York, New York, this, the city, the city. And I was like, I get mad at him because I'm like, no, like it's actually when I think about it, like I cherish New York so heavily and like in my heart for a very special reason, because that was where I kind of like grew up and like learned who I was and like I didn't have any friends and I would go and like make myself go to a museum and so I would like have like solo museum days and then I was like well like I actually really like art and not to a point where I'm like studying the artist but I liked walking around and just like being inspired and feeling like I don't know it's new and it's it's just like looking at pretty things it's just a nice Mm -hmm. um you know activity and trying out like I'd I didn't like like going 
to restaurants alone that much. So I didn't go out to a ton of restaurants except like when people were visiting or things like that. But I have a crazy sweet tooth. So I always tried like new bakeries, new ice cream shops, like stuff like that. And that was like, I feel like I could definitely call that a hobby because I tried so many cookies, so much ice cream, like those few summers, you know, stuff like that. And I don't know, like looking back on my time in New York, like obviously I'm in Chicago, like I left, but I value that time so much because it, it really made me be okay with like being alone and who I was. And I remember so many times, like I lived right on Washington Square Park, like literally on the park was like my front yard. Oh, that's such a great area. Amazing. Um, And I would go to work and I'd come home and I would get dinner and I would just go in the park and read and talk to my parents and just like watch it, like watch people in the park. And it was lively and it was just so fun. And I remember there was this one time that I think I was trying to go to the Statue of Liberty or something like something stupid and touristy, but I'd never, you know, it was my first summer. So I was like, okay, I'll try to do something. And I just missed the last boat or something because I took this, you know, like, I don't know if you know New York, like sometimes the subway, you can go down and you can go uptown or downtown. Yep. But sometimes you have to like cross the street. Yep. And it was one of those ones where you had to cross, go out and cross the street to go. Okay. And so I went, and I was trying to go downtown and I went on the uptown side. And so I missed the train and I was late and then I missed the last boat. And it was just one of those like stupid moments. But I was like so upset about it. And I remember calling my dad and I was in the financial district on this very random street. But I can like imagine it right now. And I was crying on the phone to him about how I don't have friends and how like, you know, like it wasn't that I missed the boat to go to the Statue of Liberty or wherever right. I was going. But it was just like all in that moment. And I was like crying and I was like, I have no friends. Like, what am I doing here? And just like one of those like, what is life kind of moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like my parents like talked me down and they're like, it's fine. You're, you're going to be so great. Like, this is great. You're doing this. And literally, I mean, that was probably for like seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. I still remember that moment. And it's like New York was where I was OK with being alone and OK with like exploring and doing things and finding out what I even liked as a person and I feel like that was a very fun and important phase of my 20s um so that was kind of like college-ish but I guess still probably young 20s and then I moved to New York officially and it was just like a continuation of that it was kind of a weird time because I moved in July of 2020 no 2019 So then COVID hit and it was just like very weird and um, whatever. And then I moved to Chicago and I was long distance with my boyfriend. And so now there. Yeah. So now in Chicago, we're a same city couple. And so that's like a new phase. Um, But I feel like Chicago has been a little bit more of like my like like peaceful phase. Um, if you know New York, you know, it's a very intense go, 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 like high cortisol area. Yeah. Um, so coming here, it was just like, okay, I can, you know, afford to have my own place and decorate my own place. And that was like really fun for me and live next to a park and walk every morning and just everything was like so lovely. I feel like the first year I just was always walking and just so grateful and appreciative. Um, And now I feel like I'm on a new phase of 
what I don't really know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in that uncomfortable spot of like what's next because I don't know what's next. Um, so trying to figure all of that out, but we will see. How do you navigate that feeling? Oh, I I'm wish sure I... you're still figuring it out, but like, yeah. is it ever overwhelming at times? So much so. Like still there are times when I'm very close to my parents, but there are still times when I like call my parents and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like complaining. I'm like, I'm 26 and I want to be at this point in life. And I feel like at 25, 26, like I know you're what, two years younger than me. Mm -hmm. It's a very weird thing. And I see it across like all of my friends. I feel like, and the only thing I can point to is as if I'm like very wise, but this is my (laughs) hypothesis and like theory. So when you're growing up, growing up, like you're in high school, you're in college, like you have like we were what's next. Like you always know like your next goal. Like, OK, I'm going to do really well in high school so I can go to this college and then I'm going to go to college so I can get this job. And then it's like you have your job and then what? And I'm currently in my second job. So I worked my first role for two years and then I've been in my second role for two years now. And it's a weird spot of okay, I did like check on the list of I got a good job and Mm -hmm. then I got my next job. And then you kind of are like at this very weird point where you're like, well, now what? Like, uh, at least for me, like professionally, I'm like, I don't know where I want to pivot necessarily. And uh, talking to a lot of my friends personally, a lot of people are also at a very weird point of whether it's relationships or Um, you know, some people are married by now. Some Mm -hmm. people are, you know, about to move in. Like everyone's getting more serious no matter where they are. Right. And it's a weird crossroad almost of like, it's, I, I feel like you either talking to my friends, it's either like you have a personal or professional, professional, like, I don't know moment. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's professional for like my really good friend. It's personal and there's just so many different things, but everyone feels the same. And to answer your question of like how you get through it, I have no idea. Yeah. Currently, I've just been going like, quite honestly, the only thing I can do is just go through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so many routes that like I think are going to work like, oh, maybe this this role, like I apply for a job and it doesn't work or, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this and then it doesn't work. And I was listening to a podcast so random with, I think it was Sophia Colpo. And okay. she was like, um, every, cause you know, she was an, I think she was an act. No, she's a model. And she was like, every no gets you closer to your yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that one quote just like stuck with me so much, but it's true. Like every no, every rejection, every path you go down that you're like, Ooh, maybe not. You're one step closer to figuring out like, what it is mm-hmm. actually um and I think we put so much pressure on figuring out what it is when like it's it's actually nothing like yeah. and I think it's like the having faith in the unknown like it yes. is a space of unknown yes and like there's never gonna be this you're never gonna like hit the finish line and be like oh I got it I, I found my passion I found my dream job I found everything like Life is just getting there. Yeah. And I feel like once you realize that, it's actually, you kind of are like, well, like shit, like your mind's kind of blown. You're like, well, what am I doing? So that's what I feel like once I kind of came to that, 
I was like, okay, I just have to keep moving forward. And mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to know what the final product is, but I'm just going to do like step A to B, not step A to Z. Right. You know, so currently just struggling through. I guess yeah. if we can answer in a short question, short answer. Yeah, I, um, I've been at my job for, you know, a year and a half mm-hmm. and I was hitting a plateau and was not feeling really fulfilled um even like outside of my job either Mm -hmm. and I'm always someone who in life I feel like I have like I want to do this I'm always on to like the next thing like I'm a go 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 Mm -hmm. I'm like type a plus like a hundred percent but what I've learned in the last I want to say six months maybe like the last year especially is things that help me keep going are things that I really value when it's like, okay, I've had a hard day. I know I can tune back into myself and like I will really v- value like sitting on the couch and enjoying like tea or a nice phone call with my mom, you know, or like a nice wind down walk. And I feel like it's learning those little things about you, which I'm sure you did in New York, especially mm-hmm. on your solo dates. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you know what? Like as lost as I can feel, you are you to the core still though. And you're going to mm-hmm. hold on to those things. And I feel like that also will help people like stay go going and just keep putting one foot in front of the other totally because you will keep moving yeah yeah. you just don't like in like you said especially going from college to work like college you had a syllabus right you know like you always knew uh, probably that you're going to graduate high school and Mm -hmm. either join the workforce or take a gap year or you know have a job but it was always already planned like you knew what to look forward to you're probably anxious about it as everyone is anxious about it but now but you when have you like get your to goal. choose, yes, mm-hmm. and there you might not have a a goal in sight. You just know right. you want to like do something different, right? Right. And it's like blind, like yeah. you're walking with the blind, literally. <laughs> maybe maybe the twenties are the blind time. <laughs> the blind time, literally. And I feel like I always hear people, like I listen. There's this one podcast, Lady Gang. I don't know if you listen to it, but I listen. I've listened for years, and they're a, three girls, three women, I should say. Um, in their 30s and they're always preaching about how your 20s suck and your 30s are like where it's at yeah the 30s are the new 20s yeah and I was always like what is this and then I swear I hit 25 and I was like oh like I I get it it. and I literally went so far to one of my friends from high school is an astrologer and he's very successful on TikTok shout out to Cole if (laughs) you ever hear this Um, and he is so so smart and does a lot of readings of like charts and everything and I messaged him like two months ago and I was like I am just so lost like I whatever it is like tell me something and so I met with him and got a reading and that was really fun and he actually explained it as the year like the 25th year I'm gonna butcher this but there's Mm -hmm. something astrologically of the way 25 and the numbers I think it's like cyclical and 12s and the 20, like, so 25 is, like, two or three. In the third year, it means something of, like, basically everyone is feeling like this. Yeah. And there's a reason in the cosmic universe. Um, so, and it's just, like, having these conversations. Like, I talk to Mitzi. I talk to you. Like, I talk to my friends. And everyone's going through it. And just realizing that, you know, you're not alone. And it's completely normal. It's completely normal. And this is just life. Yeah. And you kind of just have to make the best of it. That's just kind of what you have to 
come to on your own though because it also is hard everyone's at their own pace and time mm-hmm. and figuring all of that yeah out. it's like take a step out of your head mm-hmm. and start like taking a step into your life you know yeah. it's like one yeah. of those things oh I love that yeah I actually just made that up on the spot <laughs> write that down I know it's pretty deep for so, me F- so I love it. But it is true. If you could give yourself advice, maybe like when you were in New York and you Mm -hmm. had that breaking point talking to your parents, what advice would you give that girl? I would say go and do things on your own because I think being alone is very important. Like the time, like the times when I was so uncomfortable or even the times when I was like, oh, I don't want to go out to dinner alone. Like, just go and, like, sit at the bar and even if it's, like, uncomfortable, like, no one's looking at you. Mm -hmm. No one – everyone's in their own head. Like, think about how much you think about yourself. Like, no one around you is thinking about you, you know? And so I would tell that girl just – I wish I could just tell – I'm a very anxious person, like, my whole life. Mm -hmm. I wish I could just tell every age of myself, like, it's not that deep, you know? Like, just – it's going to be okay. And – I'm like the biggest believer in everything that happened. Everything happens for a reason. And I can look back retrospectively at my life and be like, oh, I didn't get this because I ended up here and I didn't get this because I ended up here. And you're just waiting for that reason why. So like, don't stress about it. Yeah. And so much easier said than done. Um, But I would just say, just don't try to figure it all out because mm-hmm. no one has it figured all out yeah I mean I feel like I needed to hear this even like for myself no I feel like uh, me too even me saying it I'm like this is like I need to re- re-listen right <laughs> yeah and I mean that's like why I started the podcast because you know it's not that deep nothing's really that yeah. deep no. and no one no one knows what's going on like who actually knows like literally there's no rule book yeah. like we're all gonna figure it out yeah um and when we do or if we don't at least we, I hope we all had fun doing it. Exactly. Like, and that's all that matters. Exactly. Uh, you are, you're phenomenal. You have given great advice. Oh, thanks. I am, I am so excited to like listen to this over. For my 26 year old wise self. <laughs> I'm sure I'll like listen back in like four years and be like, oh my gosh. You know? Hey, I hope so. I know. I hope so. That is, that is true. That's a goal. Yeah. I hope so. Um, and I'm really excited also to dive into the hormone health. Yes. So thank you so much. And you guys stay tuned for part two of this episode.